I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about the problem with butterflies. Hello, my friends. What is up? Welcome to the podcast today. How are you guys doing? I am running on like no sleep. (laughs) And it's crazy because I almost don't even feel it because I'm just literally so excited. Between my baby waking up and then excitement about everything going on in my business, I am not sleeping a lot. And I'm totally okay with it because I just am so passionate and excited about all the things coming up. Um, We are just wrapping up the last day of the Anxious to Confident decision-making workshop. It is so fun. And everyone in there is going to be the first to hear about what is brand new coming to my business. Like the most exciting thing I, I, that I literally can't sleep about because I'm so excited and I know it's going to help you guys so much. So anyways, there's just so much coming. And I, um, anyways, I just was thinking with my lack of sleep <laughs> and all the excitement how for me as fun as feeling excitement is sometimes a really heightened excitement can be overwhelming it can consume you in some ways and make it hard to do things like relax or sleep (laughs) Um, and it kind of got me thinking about butterflies I think that very high excitement is very similar to that butterfly thrill kind of feeling that we often long for in relationship. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that today of the problem with butterflies. We've talked about butterflies here before, but I just have some thoughts for you guys of like some of the problems in seeking and looking for it. Um, And the first one being, I think a lot of us don't realize this, but often butterflies is we as anxious people like tend to overanalyze and obsess and think compulsively about our relationship and what's going right and wrong and are we okay and um, that same kind of like obsessive energy we have maybe experienced in the past that has created butterflies for us before. Um, and so what this might have looked like for you is maybe in the beginning of your relationship, there was this obsessiveness over like, do they like me? Are they going to call? What's going to happen? Um, and that created butterflies. Or For those of you who didn't have butterflies in the beginning of the relationship, I see you. I was one of you. I think so many of us, that is our experience. But many of us, if we're wanting that butterflies or craving that, likely have probably experienced it. If not in this relationship, perhaps with like a crush. This is something a lot of times I see is um, for those of us with a more avoidant attachment, that butterfly feeling tends to come with someone that we kind of like idolize. This person that like to us just seems so far out of reach. 
They're like way out of our league. They hardly even look at us. Maybe even when we interact with them, they're not even very nice to us. Um, And so it's someone that is unobtainable and we feel butterflies thinking about the pursuit of and imagining being with that person. Um, Or on the flip, maybe it's someone that, you know, as again, you kind of don't know, do they like me? Do they not? And that's where you feel the butterflies. But then once you know they like you, once you know they're available, then all of a sudden, whoop, butterflies, gone. And um, this is because, again, butterflies often, I think, are like, if you think of a coin, we have anxiety on one side, and then we have like excitement and butterflies on the other. They often can go hand in hand. Now that doesn't mean, oh, I'm experiencing relationship anxiety and therefore I also should be feeling butterflies. But what I mean by that is a lot of times our nervous system, our bodies have like a thermostat. We have a temperature that we're kind of used to being set at. Um, And so many of us that experience a lot of anxiety, our thermostat is a higher level. Almost think of like if we have our thermostat in our house on higher, there is more heat. And what that means is all of the air particles are moving really quickly. At least I think that's what I remember from my science class. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But heat is just more quick pressure within the air, um, faster versus cold is slower. Um, And so think of that almost within your body. Within your body, your cells, when we feel like excitement are like that fast kind of feeling. When we feel butterflies, right? It's like quick. But anxiety actually is like the same thing. It's this quickness and fastness, this high energy. And I remember for me, when I really experienced a lot of anxiety, I often was very between either super anxious or really, really excited. And then super anxious and really, really excited. And it was just like one extreme or the other. And again, it kind of, it was for me, I was just pursuing, okay, how do I keep feeling excited? I was very resistant to feelings like boredom um, or being sad because those feelings were slower. They weren't that high, fast energy that I was so used to. And so it was uncomfortable for me. And obviously anxiety was uncomfortable too, but it was the uncomfortable I was used to. And so I very often would always have that kind of fast vibration emotion of either excitement or anxiety. And it would be one of the two. I would always obviously strive for the excitement, but sure enough, it would flip to anxiety. Um, And that is because a lot of times, again, I think they're very closely connected. I think that they almost are like a coin and we we sometimes get one side and we sometimes get the other. And again, I think this is why many of you might find yourself very uncomfortable in moments where things in your relationship feel more settled or boring or slow because we are so used to, oh my gosh, everything's so exciting and amazing and I'm so in love and this is awesome and we're obsessed or, oh no, everything's horrible. I got to do something. I got to do something. 
And we don't know how to be in a more middle ground. We don't know how to be comfortable in a state of feeling calm and settled. And so we think the solution is let me feel more excitement and butterflies. Right? This is what a lot of us think of like, okay, I just need to get rid of the the anxiety and just feel excitement and butterflies. Or I need to go find someone that I feel that excitement and butterflies with constantly. But when that excitement and butterflies is being fueled by obsessive thinking, even if it's positive, we're just like, oh my gosh, this person, they're amazing and they feel me and they complete me and it's everything. (laughs) When we need that and we are thriving on that, or again, maybe we haven't ever had that. We've just kind of had it more with like a fantasy or like what we imagine a picture to be and we're craving that. If that's what we're reliant on, almost like what we're doing is one, not actually accessing love. We're disconnected from that. And we are using our partner almost like a drug that we need them to feel this like really high emotion that is not sustainable long term. We, we cannot, our bodies, our bodies can't be in that state for an extended period of time. And so just like a drug, what happens over time as you use it is you start to level out. It becomes not enough to get that high anymore. And now you need more or you need a different drug. And This is what happens in relationships. Some people do get in relationships or get married just because of that butterfly feeling. But then eventually over time, it will level out. And for some people, it becomes an acceptance of, okay, and this is normal and adjust to and create room for like a more deep and sustaining love. And for other people, this is like a moment where anxiety starts coming up of, oh no, I don't feel that anymore. And that longing and desire to have almost that drug. And then how do I create that again? I'm worrying that something's wrong in their relationship. And I want to mention this because, again, so many of you don't even experience butterflies in your relationship. It's just anxiety. That's the side of the coin you tend to be on. Um. And you long for that butterfly feeling and like, oh, if I could just experience that, then that would give me the confidence to keep going. And I want you to know, I've also coached people on the flip side who have experienced that butterfly feeling and they don't look back on it and think, oh, this must be right because I felt that butterfly feeling then, so I'm good. Often the thought process is, "Uh uh-oh, I don't feel that anymore. Something's wrong. So dealing with relationship anxiety, if you're reliant on or dreaming of or looking for that high butterfly excited feeling, you are going to eventually, as it levels out or isn't there, start spinning on the, uh uh-oh, something's wrong. How do I get that back, right? Or how do I create that with this person or someone else, right? 
And some people spend their whole life in pursuit of finding and maintaining that butterfly excited high. They go from relationship to relationship to relationship or they constantly are in pursuit of someone who is unavailable to them. Or they have lots of relationships at once, but they're they're constantly trying to figure out how do I level up the, the drug to get more of that excited butterfly feeling. And we, I think it's important to one, make space for, many of us have fantasized about this, imagined this life of just pure bliss and excitement and butterflies. Once we get engaged or get married, And that fantasy, you know, maybe gave us some hope or excitement during hard times or, you know, it was just something that made us feel alive when we were younger, just picturing and imagining that future. And being here now, you know, and not experiencing that or having it being different than you pictured, I think it's important to let yourself grieve that. I think sometimes that's kind of can be the struggle is we like, okay, this doesn't mix, miss, you know, meet my expectation. And so, okay, either I need to go pursue it and keep searching and searching for it or allow yourself to experience acceptance, to grieve the loss of that idea, that ideal of constant butterflies and drop into what is so much deeper. Because on one hand, it might seem really sad to never experience butterflies or to have them go away. But on the other, if you long for something deeper, for a relationship that has a godlike love within it. That is something that comes when we shed and let go of that clinging to and need for constant high highs. That's where we can stop using this other person as our drug, our fix, and or looking for that person who can do that and allows us to actually see them for who they are, which is another human being who is so worthy of love and also capable of loving you. A partner to truly connect with and walk life with. Someone not who fills your gaps and is your other half, but another person walking this life with you coming with you closer to God and allowing his love to complete and fill both of you.
something that is so much more steady and deep and constant than the high highs of butterflies can ever offer you. That is where like true, genuine, deep love and connection is. And I think often that's why we can so worry about like, well, what if I fall out of love is because we're looking to maintain a type of love that isn't meant to be sustained. A type of love that is more like a candy that doesn't actually offer us the nourishment that we need and crave. So next time you find yourself wondering about butterflies, questioning why you don't feel them, comparing to someone else's experience, is rather than spinning out on that or searching for it, can you instead question How could this actually be my invitation and opportunity to open up to something so much deeper and better than what I could possibly imagine? All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. Have a beautiful weekend, and we'll talk next week. Bye.